The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Can I um, take a 30? Can I get a 30 here? Absolutely. Sure. So we were talking a little bit about the weekend's football schedule. Mm -hmm. And I'm just going over all the games. There's a ton of games on Friday night this week, too. Well, not a ton, but a good good amount, including your Jayhawks. Uh, Getting after it with Missouri State. So we got a big (laughs) big 12-er to watch. They'll probably lose that game. I'm just just looking at the schedule and seeing who some of the teams play or whatever, and I'm not going to try to sit here and act like I think Wyoming has a chance to get into the playoff or anything. But usually I'm the guy that says, hey, let's start with the layup. Okay. Kind of ease our way forward into the better games. Mm -hmm. But as excited as I am about and anxious for this season to get here, I think I'm happy that I feel like you're going to get a bit of a challenge and okay. the opening game. I, I I know that's more risky. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I see teams playing Akron and Howard and Elon or whatever, I'm like, yeah, right. <laughs> we would just be like, okay, yeah, all right, don't get anybody hurt. Let's let's get to real football in week two, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and right now, I, I, I just, we at least have, I don't know, I, I think the Red Raiders are going to win this thing by, you know, 20-ish points. Okay, but at least I feel like um, it's going to be a good test on the road, and it's going to be a you know you're dealing with a lot of different things with the altitude, and um, it's a team that you know brings a, a pretty good defense to the table, the challenger offense. So all, all the above, I, I think that it has me feeling like we can come out of this game. I don't know, feeling like you were tested and challenged a little bit, and maybe, so maybe we'll know a little bit more. It's not like we're just going into the game going, okay, if you don't win by 60, you're probably not going to be good this year. Sure, like like when you've played Stephen F. Austin before, you've played you know Sam Houston State, or you've played... We'll probably be saying similar things against Tarleton, right? Texas State, right, Tarleton, right, those In things. Week three. And so I, I guess since you have Big 12 play after... Tarleton, mm-hmm. I guess that feels like a good time to kind of kind of like the SEC does with you know late in the season when they play those non-conference right. games. Maybe it's a good time to kind of have their be able to rest some key guys and get some some guys that I want one hundred percent before you get into Big Twelve play. So maybe that's the perfect time to have your quote unquote layup. Yeah, no, right maybe so. Conference play starts. I mean, going into this one, Texas a fourteen point favorite uh, on the road. Um, apparently there's, and I look, I don't know how many heads and beds they can put into hotels in Laramie, but finding a hotel room there is next to impossible. Um, sounds like a lot of people are going to, uh, to go there. Um, you know, I listened to, to Chris Need on, uh, the bottom line the other day, he talked about how the alumni association has sold out their, uh, tailgate party. And I saw a note last night, no walk-ups, which, I mean, they've had to, I guess, double their size and double their room. Um, you know, the stadium, I think, holds around 18,000 or so. But, and you know, are there 1,000 fans from Tech going versus their 17? I, I don't know. But, you know, still, it sounds like it's 18, good. 18, that's it? I think that's, I, think that's their, I think that's their stadium size. Um, 
is is eighteen thousand. It's uh, War Memorial is the is the stadium there in uh, in uh, in Laramie. See if I can get that for you real quick here. Um, it seats twenty nine thousand one eighty one. Okay, that's yeah, after that's, uh, renovations. Right, uh, that's, that's, but still, it's not uh, it's not it's not huge. Um, yeah, but it's I mean it's a lot bigger than seventeen. Yeah, right. It, yeah. it is. It is. It's 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 a lot bigger than seven. And I'm sure I'm sure they'll be juiced and um, and ready to go. Um, so I you know I. I I, I agree with you. I think I think certainly playing on the road, um, a team that did not play very well on the road last year. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's another good point. You know, and in trying to kind of figure that out, uh, I talked to a guy the other night at uh, Red Raider football with Joey McGuire, and he was going. And I know it's it's a ten hour drive. It's about seven seven hundred and something miles. Somebody says about the same to Houston, but I think it's I think it's a harder drive. I bet it's a much more beautiful drive. But it's it's a much more beautiful drive. But I mean, it's not like seventy five on the interstate the whole way, like going down to Houston or something like that. You know, it's just you're going through the smaller towns and you're going through elevation. You're, you're winding through, and you're right. That's, it's that's great. I'm sure it's a beautiful drive, but it's not like this. You know, put it on cruise and you know fall asleep while you're driving kind of thing because you're just going straight. You know, you gotta you probably gotta pay attention. <clears throat> It's, I would uh, appreciate you if you didn't fall asleep while you were driving, though. <laughs> I did that just for you. Uh, it's Jonah Because well, I'm the guy that would get hit. So, yeah, yeah, I do appreciate people not falling asleep. Jonah Field at War Memorial Stadium. Not to be confused with Jonah Heim. Okay. Just so you know that. Uh, their, their record attendance, apparently they packed in 34,745 against Colorado State, which is in Fort Collins, which is not less than an hour away. So, not... Uh, not a surprise there that they would have would have had that but yeah i think so google Maps says 663 miles to laramie mm-hmm. drive time 10 hours 19 minutes yeah says to houston 517 miles eight hours 12 minutes so okay about two hours difference okay but i mean eight ten really yeah not, not that big of a deal when you're getting to that when you're getting to that number i it still think i would rather have take the drive to laramie than to houston than to houston okay did yeah. you give any consideration to going to laramie no no, no. okay okay no too yeah. many other things going too, on we got stuff going on <laughs> yeah I, i'm with you i think uh i think getting a test early is good and i think i think you make a really an excellent point with regard to the tarleton game uh right before you play uh, on the road at West Virginia, you know, if maybe putting a, being in a situation because you'll be at home, you can dress almost as many guys as you want. And, you know, hopefully that's a game where you're getting, you know, a lot of guys that will play their one of four games, you know, i.e. Jake Strong, i.e. some of your sure. offensive linemen that they're, that they're excited about, um, some of their defensive guys. You know, you go out and get out to a cruise there in the first half and then, Second half, you just spell everybody almost like a preseason football game, mm-hmm. you know, and that way they don't, uh, that way they don't, you know, get beat up in the second half, get themselves injured. Six forty this morning on Lubbock Sports Station, Double T ninety seven three, and Double T ninety seven three dot com. Great to have you with us. We'll have uh, Florida and Utah tonight on one hundred point seven. The score: No Rangers tonight. They uh, get the day off, and then they'll open up a weekend series with the Minnesota Twins tomorrow. And then next week, they'll play the Astros 
last uh, opportunity for those two teams to meet head-to-head in regular season play. Big, big series. Big, big series. Big series. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time for the stay in sports history. Today is the 31st day of August 2023. Here is Jeff McGuire with the stay in sports history. Big birthday day, by the way. Okay. I'll like, make note of that. This one's big. So when we get to it, you'll know it's big. Okay. 1924, though, we'll, we'll start. Well, Christmas parties that were ahead of this day in history then. It led to the big birthday day. 1924. <laughs> Finnish runner, Pavo Nermi, runs a world record 10,000 meter. 30 minutes, 6.2 seconds. I feel like it's a broken record with Pavo Nermi. When you break records almost every day? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to talk about you breaking a record almost every day. That's why he is the official marathon runner of the morning drive. Because we break records every day. Yeah, we do. (laughs) Different different kind of records. 1935, Chicago White Sox, Vern Kennedy, no hits the Cleveland Indians, five to nothing. 1950, Dodgers, Gil Hodges hits four home runs and a single in a game versus the Braves. I think they booed him when he singled. Yes. They're Dodgers fans. It's boring. (laughs) 1959, Sandy Koufax breaks Dizzy Dean's National League mark of 18 strikeouts in a single game. I am surprised that that record hasn't fallen with the way strikeouts are now compared to then. You mean the National League record? The 20. It's Mm -hmm. still 20. It's been 20 since Roger Clemens threw 20. Such a big number, though. Yeah. When you're considering just 27 outs. Yeah, but you're right, though. I mean, because your strikeouts have been up. So, yeah, I don't know. And I don't even feel like anybody's gotten close. Like, there hasn't been a 19 in, what, a decade? Yeah, I don't know. It's been a what while. was Kerry Wood? Was he, he, he was 20. He was 22. Kerry Wood tied, and I think Felix tied. Okay. Don't quote me on that. I think mm-hmm. that's right, though. But nobody's broken 20. Uh, American League super swimmer Mark Spitz. Wraps up the Olympic butterfly double with a world record 54-2-7 in the 100 meter in Munich, having already run the, won the 200 meter in world record time of 2 minutes, 0.7 seconds. It's a good run there when you get two world records, one of Olympics. 1981. I don't know if this is a good day for Chuck or not. Kansas City Royals fire manager Jim Frey replaced him with Dick Hauser. Jim Frey. Frey. Yeah. Jim Frey. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was a great day because, I mean, he was just anybody could have managed the eighty Royals and any of us uh, to an American League championship. Mm. Any of us. I mean, there was the the lineup that you rolled out there was it every single day penciled in, penciled in, penciled in. But yeah, Jim Fry was Frenchy, is what they called him disparagingly. Okay, Frenchy Fry. And in 1997, they called him, or you called him. No, that. they called him. I, I, yeah, had a friend who pitched on that team, and yeah, he, they yeah. called him Frenchy. Jeff Francoeur, who played for the Braves, was known as Frenchy. Oh, okay, yeah. And in 1997, Eddie George runs for 216 yards on 35 carries and scores a touchdown as the Oilers, playing in their first game in Tennessee, 
beat Oakland 24 to 21 in overtime at the Liberty Bowl in Memphis. It's National Trail Mix Day. Huge fan. Happy birthday, former Lady Raider. Planet Pearson is 42. And sharing a birthday with Planet is her coach, Marcia Sharp, turned hmm. 71 today. Okay. Must have been a party day for the Lady Raiders back in the day. I would think so, right? Mm -hmm. Coach P. I really like her. She's she's a fun person. Uh, Chris Tucker, 52. Richard Gere, 74. Larry Fitzgerald is 40. Debbie Gibson, 53. And Hideo Nomo is 55. And on this day in 1888, prostitute Mary Ann Nichols, the very first known victim of the London serial killer Jack the Ripper, is found murdered and mutilated in the city's West Chapel district. London would see four more victims of the murderer during the next few months, but no suspect was ever found. Hmm. And that is this dance sports history. All right. So looking at the list of uh, pitchers who did 20 strikeouts in a game, this is in a nine inning game. You've got Max Scherzer, Kerry Wood, Roger Clemens twice. Okay. Then at uh, 19, you have Randy Johnson twice, David Cohn, Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, Steve Carlton, along with Hugh Daly in 1884 and Charlie Sweeney. In 1884, that was on the same day, different different games. The Chicago Browns beat the Boston Reds 10 to four, and Daly strikes out 19. Charlie Sweeney on that same day, June 7th. Oh, it's June June and July 7th. Okay, so a month apart. Sorry, um, he struck out 19. But yeah, you think you think about that and go, man, that's uh, that's crazy. Uh, Koufax uh, struck out 18. As Jeff mentioned in uh, 62, he also did it in 59, and Bob Felder did it in 38. So it goes from basically uh, 18 was the record that was set in 1884, uh, and it was done a couple times in 1884. So I don't know. That's uh, that's that's crazy. Uh, and, and you're right. The fact that it, and from the 20 standpoint, it hasn't been done since 2016 when Scherzer did it. Uh, for the Nationals against his uh, against the Detroit Tigers, and Wood did it in '98 for the Cubs against the Astros. Clemens '96 uh, and '86, so basically ten years apart um, for the Red Sox. Once against the Marin once against the Tigers, and once against the Mariners in '86. So there, there you go on that. Um, I saw this the other day, and it uh, the historical note on it um, maybe was somewhat lost, but Pat Corrales who managed the Rangers, the Indians, and the Phillies, uh, died at the age of 82. Pat Corrales was the first um, of an era for him. Uh, he was the first Mexican-American uh, to manage a baseball team. And he did that for the Rangers. Uh, and the Rangers hired him on the last day of the 78 season when they fired Billy Hunter. And then they fired Corrales after the 80 season. Then he went on to manage the Phillies and then the Indians as well before being a coach for the Yankees and the Braves and, and others. But uh, he, was, uh, he was a pioneer, Pat Corrales. He wasn't, uh, didn't have the best of luck as a manager, but um, he, he was a player. In fact, he, w he got the last out, unfortunately for him, for the Reds 
against the Baltimore Orioles who won the 1970 World Series. That was his lone plate appearance in postseason play as a player. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so he was the guy that grounded out, I think, uh, to, uh, to end the game against the Orioles. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Thank you for being with us today on uh, the Morning Drive. Take your thoughts and comments. If you've got uh, some score predictions you want to pass along and you're not going to be with us tomorrow because you're traveling, maybe you're going out of town getting the last little getaway or you're uh, heading up to uh, to Wyoming, uh, you can hit us up on the 8th Flooring Center chat line. Go to the Double T 97.3 mobile app presented by Happy State Bank. Uh, you know, we're going to get to a comment from Coach McGuire on uh, on Wyoming and, and their history against Power 5 teams. But we've taught uh, about the last time you went up there in 91, 17-point favorite, lost 22-17. to 17. We haven't talked about the next year when they came to Lubbock on September the 12th, 1992. And I realize that's, God, it, it's just, it just blows me away that that's, you know, 30-plus years ago. 31 to be exact. You know, it just seems like, again, seems like yesterday. Uh, but a couple of guys that had a really big day that day for the Red Raiders. Uh, one was Robert Hall. He went 20 of 33 in the passing department. No interceptions, 349 yards. Sammy Morris toted the ball 16 times, 107 yards. He's now on this uh, Red Raider coaching staff. He's part of the organization. So he had a good day. Or was that, or was that Bam. Yeah, Maybe that's that Bam. Bam okay, it's Bam. Sammy. Okay, it's Bam. Yeah, yeah Bam. Anyway, Bam, who's not on this coaching staff. Um, but Lloyd Hill had a just a tremendous day uh, from just a, a receiving standpoint. Stud. Uh, he caught uh, 12 balls for 222 yards, including one with five minutes left, a 40-yard pass play from Hall to Hill. Um, under five to go in the ball game to set up a touchdown. The Red Raiders would get another touchdown, uh, a pick six by Marcus Coleman, who was a freshman at that point in time, Jamie. Yeah. And he uh, went 65 yards for the TD with a buck 39 left to make it look like it was a little bit easier win than it was. 49 to 32 uh, was the was the final in that one. Marcus was a great one. You know, uh, Bam had three touchdowns that day. And uh, Lloyd Hill had won that day uh, for the Red Raiders. So here is uh, Coach McGuire on Wyoming taking down Power 5 teams before. Well, yeah, 1991, the last time Tech went in, they were seven, we were 17-point favorites. We got beat 21-17. to 17. Um, You know, we're going to talk about that tomorrow. I don't think that team thought that, you know, they were going to go in there and, and, and get beat. So... <laughs> Um, he's a great coach, uh, and, and I, I respect him. I can't say that enough. You know, I know who he is, and then guys that coached under him, you're talking about Chris Kleiman, who's the Big 12 champ, you know, and you see what K-State is, and I guarantee you Wyoming's going to be a lot like that. They're not going to beat themselves. You know, one thing that we've talked about a lot, and we said it again yesterday, is eliminate bad football. And the one thing about watching – games on Saturday, you know, it's not like there was bad football saying that there was bad, like bad teams. There were bad football, like 
changing personnel and uh, getting to lay of games and stuff like that. And so Wyoming's not going to beat theirself. We've got to make sure that we do the same, you know, that, that we're going out and we're taking care of what we need to take care of. And, and that's the challenge as coaches of making sure that, you know, the it's like a – uh, you know, fireworks going off on the sideline. If we're changing personnel on offense or defense, everybody hears it. It's echoing, uh, making sure we're getting the play in on time, when we can sub, how we can sub, uh, because, you know, bad football is what gets you beat. And we're going to try to eliminate as much as we can. I promise you they will. You know, that's one thing. They're going to be really disciplined. They're going to be exactly where they are. They're going to be really tough. Uh, they got a veteran quarterback. And so, uh, really good tight end. Um, so it, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's a good strategy to eliminate bad football. Yes, I agree. You know, I mean, we want to avoid that. Uh, a couple things off the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Ed up the hill, down does the hall, bam, and then somebody else was saying, "What was the saying? Down the hall, over the hill, bam." That's Texas Tech football. Yeah, it's just disappointing that Hacks wasn't calling the games because then we could have had, bam, that's a guns-up touchdown. A guns-up touchdown. A guns-up touchdown. Okay. Okay, well, there you go. So that that's that. Uh, let me ask you this. Is the, the elevation for this stadium is 7,220 feet, okay? They, they make an awful lot about mile high in Denver, you know, and it's, you know, 5,280 feet, I think, is, is what a mile is mile is you know in terms of mile high do you, do you think more is being made of this than than usual or do you think it's just an easy topic no i i think that you'll notice the the players the coaches everybody who's there will notice it um but i think you can adjust to it and so i, I think coach mcguire is doing the right thing by having his guys there a day early um I don't think it's going to cause you to lose the football game or change, you know, all of a sudden um, you can only stay in for one play at a time or anything like that. I don't mm-hmm. think it's going to make the team slower or anything. I, I just think, it, you know, you, you it takes a bit to get used to it. And so um, I think the coaches will do, I mean, as Coach McGuire talked about, good job rotating guys in, take you know, have a little bit extra than normal um, because of that. And so you're going to use some of those guys that will probably only play four games uh, and and then redshirt just to make sure that everybody is, you know, um, handling the conditioning part of, of things. So I, I don't think it's a huge factor. But, again, I, I do think there's a difference if you've ever been at those kind of – that kind of elevation, mm-hmm. I mean, you feel it. You really do. Just, I mean, just walking normal on flat ground up that high, you you feel it. And so, I, I would imagine these players would as well. I, I wonder, I wonder what affects more if it's the cold, the hot, or the elevation. My 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 inclination would tell me that it would be elevation, hot. And when I say hot, I'm talking, you know, hundred plus. And the cold would be would be last. Yeah, I would say elevation would be first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And would you say hot would be second? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Josh asks this interesting question: Who gets the first first down of the season? Is it Taj Brooks? Is it Loic Fungi? Is it a scramble by Tyler Shuck? Is it um, a little you know pass out to Dre McRae or or uh, Miles Price or JJ Sparkman or 
Mason Thorpe or who, Mason Tharp? Who, who who gets the first first down? I'm going to go with Austin McNamara. <laughs> Fake punt, punter keeper. Punter keeper. Punter he, keeper. He he's a he's a lanky dude. I mean, um, you know. Uh, so I mean, that's I guess that's possible. I, I, he looks to me just in my, in my just brief moments of t- talking to him this summer. He looks to me as a, a guy that's smarter than that, though. That realize that looks like a guy that would not want to, you know, if the run play is tr- designed for him to run. Well, well, oh, if it you think it's a, a play that's designed, not just yeah, him. Yeah, it's a okay. de- it's a delay where you 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 spread him out wide. You make mm-hmm. it look like, oh, he's going to throw the court. The punter's going to throw. The punter's going to throw. Everybody goes out wide. Mm-hmm. He drops back. He hesitates and he takes off. A little draw play then. Yeah, delay. Yeah. Okay. See, I'm more along the lines of the you. Uh, run the opening kickoff out to the opponent 40 and then get stalled. So you get set up for a really long field goal <laughs> and then Austin gets the first. Well, he's down. the holder as he's well. He's the holder. Right. Right. Yeah. Stands up and just tosses it over to. No, just gets the ball and runs oh, for the first down. He, mm-hmm. he, he takes it and runs. I mean, let's have some fun with this. Okay. Okay. In all seriousness, Tyler Shuck is going to get the first down. No, if it's, it's going to be Taj Brooks. Probably two yards in a cloud of dust. You know. No, it's going to be Miles Price. Miles Price? It's going to be like a second down pass. Yeah. Okay. 723 this morning here on the morning drive. Thoughts, comments, Yates Flooring Center chat line. Go to double-t-97-3.com. Do you have any cause for concern for this game? Uh, I mean, not Slight. High, high cause, but yeah, sure. I mean, anything okay. could happen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Syntex Hank says this. Tech will have the first touchdown before the first first down. Oh. Going up top. Going deep. Oh, maybe just hand it off to Taj right up the middle. Oh, okay. just, let him go? Yeah. <laughs> let him go for 70? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Jamie's, or run it back for a touchdown on the opening kickoff. Mm-hmm. Jamie's question of the day is next this morning at 725 here on Lubbock Sports Station. A reminder, Utah and Florida tonight. Uh, college football, 14th ranked Utah. I think they're going to be... Better than what we think when they come to the Big 12 next year. Uh, I realize they're a top 15 team, so they're already pretty good. But they may be more of a formidable opponent than any of the other new teams that are coming uh, to the Big 12. So you'll get a chance to... The Morning Drive podcast from Double T 97.3 is presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Time now for Jamie's question of the day on Lubbock Sports Station. Double T 97.3. 7.32 this morning here on the Morning Drive. All right, gentlemen, let's look at the Big 12 schedule for this weekend. Okay. I want you to take West Virginia and Penn State out of the mix because mm-hmm. I think we would all assume that West Virginia is going to lose that game. I'm going to root for them. Oh, me too. I think I'm going to uh, root for them. Me too. Neil Brown's their coach, yeah. so I always root for him. So, I guess my question is, who do you think is most likely to lose in the Mm. Big 12 Conference this weekend, not name West Virginia, and who is the team that you you feel like will win by the largest margin? Uber confident, right? Yeah. Okay. It would be big-time blowout city. Big-time blowout, like like 20 or more, 30 or more? Okay, I I think uh, <laughs> just I feel like there's just some kind of uh, harmonic convergence here. I think Northern Iowa is going to go into Ames and beat Iowa State, and I think it's a toss up 
on uh, on who wins the by the most. Um, I think Kansas State could really wallop SEMO, Southeast Missouri. Um, and then Arkansas State at Oklahoma. Arkansas, I think Oklahoma plays down to people. Um, and then you got UCF playing host to Kent State tonight. Uh, I'll take that game. I'll say uh, UCF blows out Kent State and Northern Iowa beats Iowa State. Okay. Okay. Yeah, uh, UTSA over Houston is the one I think is most likely to happen. Um, I don't think Houston's very good. And I know last year they took us to overtime and they've got a better quarterback now and the quarterback that won that game for you is now their quarterback and all of that. I just feel like that could be a game that jumps up and bites them. Uh, as for the biggest blowout, uh, Rice at Texas. You have gotten more sensible as the week's gone longer. <laughs> Said no one ever. Said me. I mean, I don't know if that's, I don't know if that you would take that for anything other than more than a couple of grains of salt, but that was, those were very sensible, logical, uh, good picks. Jamie? I promise you I am not giving this answer because what Chuck just said, my two picks were Jeff's picks. <laughs> I think Texas beats Rice by 50 plus. Uh, I think UTSA in Houston is a coin flip. Uh, I know it's in Houston. But I, I, I think there's one that's, I don't know, I could be so off on this. I think Baylor, Texas State. I don't think Baylor's going to lose. But I think that game's going to be closer than it should be and might be entertaining. I just feel like first game of the season, it's Baylor playing little brother down the street. Baylor's going to be uber confident. This is Texas State Super Bowl, you would think. Oh, sure, yeah. Or one of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know who else is on their schedule. I don't know if they're mm -hmm. playing Texas here or whatever. I, that just has the making of a closer game than it needs to be. I wonder if the freshman line will run there because it's Labor Day weekend and they'll be scattered to go home right away. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll say, ah, hey, can't can't make it. Got to got to be a part of the that that that. Why are you so obsessed? With I don't know. That? I'm just fascinated by it. <laughs> I'm just fascinated by. It. I, I'm reminded. He loves and I was, the Baylor I, line. The Baylor line. <laughs> uh, I, I was going to point this out, but it's pointed out on on uh, a text to me and Jamie. Uh, by the way, UTSA is favored over Houston, just so you know. Yeah. And that's probably why Jeff and I okay picked it picked UTSA okay to beat. <laughs> to and you beat. said you didn't say you said which which you know which Big Twelve school is most likely to mm -hmm. to lose. I okay. am, I am kind of surprised that Chuck didn't pick Rice at Texas and say as as the win so that they could just play the the Kennedy speech. Why does Rice play Texas? And that was, you know, that's the the moon speech. Mm -hmm. we, oh, okay. we do these things not because they are easy, but because they are yeah, hard. Because you're hard, and and the whole we choose thing, to go to the that moon. Wasn't on your list, there. yeah. We choose to go to the moon. Doesn't not Kent because... State go to bowl games sometimes? It feels like they they Kent do. State. Yeah, that's why I didn't think that one would be as big of a blowout. <clears throat> well, yeah, I, I've I've witnessed Kent State uh, win over a then Big Eight team. Yeah. So, yeah, it was it was, it was no bueno. 
It was one of those. Hey, we think this should be a this should be a cakewalk. Wasn't mm-hmm. wasn't so much. Is Eastern Kentucky any good? I wonder if they can give Cincinnati a run for their money because I just don't think Cincinnati is going to be very good. Sure. Uh, Arkansas State. Um, no. Oklahoma's w- going to were it, donkey stomp them. Were it not, were it not for a blown assignment by a, a defensive back. Uh, I would have witnessed an Arkansas State win over a current Big 12 team. And the defensive backs coach who was kind of involved in that for that particular game was none other than the senator from Alabama. He was the assistant coach uh, for Arkansas State at that particular time. He's now the senator of Alabama, but he damn near blew it for the Indians that day. And they were the Indians at that point in time. Arkansas State. They've now since changed their name. Uh, this Baylor fans don't even like the Baylor line as much as Chuck does. Um, Dion won't. I mean, you you have a love for the Aggie Corps mm-hmm. and the Baylor line. <laughs> I know. It's, it's sick, isn't it? And you wonder why we don't think you're a Red Raider. <laughs> it's sick. Well, I, you know, I mean, give me. I just, I'm, I'm just being uh, complimentary to the opponent. Is all I'm doing. Just being somewhat somewhat complimentary. Mm. All right, 7.38 this morning here on the morning drive. And, and I will say this. I When we get around to doing it, I'm picking Houston. I just think they're the most likely one to lose besides West Virginia. What's what's the least likely? Is the least likely... Uh, Texas ki- against Rice. Texas against Rice. Okay. <laughs> I guess that makes sense, right? You, <laughs> you said it's the most... Most likely. I mean, that's that's going to be like a fifty-six to three, right? Sure, should be. To seven yeah, should be. Something. Well, you're should being be. nice to Rice, giving them three there. Yeah. Should be. Mm-hmm. Maybe. What if Central Arkansas went into Boone Pickens Stadium and beat the Cowboys? That'd be that'd be a bad high there for old Mike Gundy, wouldn't it? Go fighting Scotty Pippins. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Make it happen just for fun. That's right. Uh, Maybe his ex-wife will show up to come and get, inspire them. <laughs> sure. She's, you know, involved yes. with Michael yes. Jordan's son. Yes. They're, yes. I think they're going to get married. Yeah. That's what it looks like. Yes. He, the, the goat's not really, he's not signed off on that. He's not giving it his blessing. I think he probably finds it a little weird. I think we all find it a little weird, don't we? I definitely do. Yeah. It's... It is very weird. I bet you Jordan thinks it's funny. Your daily dose of sports and fun. This is the Morning Drive Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Double T 97.3.com for us. Hour from now, you'll hear uh, End of the Bench with Choice Woodman and Jeff Haxton. So that'll be from 9 to noon. Of course, Dan Patrick here on Double T 97.3. Don't forget, uh, this afternoon we'll have... um, Tech Talk with Aaron Dickens and Dr. Mike Gustafson. Hopefully, he's feeling better today. Hopefully, he was uh, he was uh, on the IL yesterday, he injured was. list. Yes, yeah, as opposed to <clears throat> being here and being ready to go. He's uh, making the big drive to uh, to Wyoming, uh, presumably, you know, health permitting. Hey, there's high school football tonight in the city, Jamie, as um, Lubbock High will take on Big Spring. That'll be over at Lowry Field. Westerners coming off of a win over Socorro, 35-27. to 27. So, see if they can uh, stack a little success uh, tonight uh, for the Westerners. 
yeah, that's the one I'll be taking in, in tonight. Uh, excited for their, I, I mean, the challenge of taking a team on the road to El Paso where you're going there and back in one day is, I mean, that's that's got to be a real challenge. Sure, <laughs> okay? absolutely. And um, great job by Coach Rodriguez to get that team ready to go. And mm-hmm. it's kind of a back and forth game and all that good stuff. So, um, you know, see if they can continue on that this week, you know, to, to get to 2-0. and uh, the other games uh, tonight involving teams in and around our area, you've got uh, Ropes at Eunice, New Mexico, and Loop playing host to Midland Holy Cross. Uh, also uh, among the games, Paducah at Silverton and Patton Springs at, uh, at Wilson. Okay, uh, Tomorrow we'll have uh, plenty of high school football for you. We'll have uh, Friendship playing host to Lubbock Cooper. We'll have those games on 100.7 the score and on double T97.3. Coronado uh, plays host to Midland High School, and we'll have that uh, for you from Lowry on uh, 107.7 Yes FM at 6.30. And then also we'll have tomorrow Monterey as they try to stack success and go two in a row. And uh, they take on uh, Abilene Wiley at their place. That's a toughie going to Abilene Wiley. Yeah. That, that's a yep. toughie. Mm-hmm. So we'll have that for you on 96.9. The ball. <laughs> That's how they should say it over there. The ball. <laughs> the kicks at seven. All right. With so. the content on this show, I, I think it, may, it maybe should be 97.3. The ball. The ball. <gasps> yeah. Eh, you know, we, we, we tend to uh, get after we shoot the ball. We shoot the ball. Right. Uh, new home place at Col- Colorado City uh, tomorrow at seven. In case, in case you're wondering. Okay. Okay. You think I'll be asked Go to uh, like run out the kicking tee or something like that? I'm not, I wouldn't be very good at that. <laughs> I wouldn't be very good at that. Maybe the coin flip, maybe. Yeah, I think feel I, like you, you would. You think I'd get booed? I think I'd get booed. <laughs> no way, you think, man. I think so. I, I think I would. Yeah, here is our honorary captain yeah, from the morning drive, Jamie Lint. I'd say my name is Jamie Lint, and then they'd, they'd cheer me. I think there's enough people in New Home that mm-hmm. know who I am that would know that that's not true. Uh, you don't think I could go? I don't think I could. I mean, I could put no. on some sneaks no. and some sweats and, no. and you know, a nice polo. And the minute you say sneaks, they know it's not me. <laughs> Unless you're talking about a guy who sneaks around the house or something. Sure. Uh, D-Rock says this. My son got a drone a couple of Christmases ago. We took it out to the front yard to test it, powered it up, took off straight up, and we couldn't control it. It went hundreds of feet in the air until it was out of sight. That concluded our experience with the drone. Oh, that's terrible. That's too bad. Oh, that stinks out loud for that kid. Yeah, that's... Sorry about you. Yeah, that's... uh, (laughs) (laughs) It's really... Really too bad. Can I ask you a favor? To stop saying that? Yes. Will you just take it out of your vocabulary? Um. Yeah, I'll work on that. Okay. I'll work on that. It's like is it, it's is like it, we're get it, giving an automatic mm-hmm. rifle mm-hmm. to somebody who does not have vision and saying, hey, just have at it. Okay? An automatic rifle to somebody who doesn't have vision. and <laughs> Just like, hey, just start shooting. Sh- just start shooting, right? Okay. Okay. I feel like you're, if there's a training course, if there's a video, can I send you a video training course? I hate watching. I I don't do that. I don't, I don't, 
I'm not. I don't do that. I don't like to do. I don't. So how would you prefer to learn, Chuck? I mean, if we got Joey McGuire to sit down with you, I like being. I like being walked through it. Like, well, you you tell me how to do it while I'm doing it. (laughs) Okay, that's uh, that's how I like to do it. That's how I like to do it. Yeah, you know, and that's just that's the same way. Like, for example. You know, right now going through the process of uh, teaching a 15-year-old how to drive. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with telling you what to do, but when it's like the fifth time yeah. that I've told you the same thing, well, yeah, I, get a little fr- I get a little frustrated with her. Would you like me to help I'll stay nice and calm with her, but if you continue to do it wrong and mm-hmm. won't listen, then I get frustrated. Yeah. Okay? So... And then I'm like, no, I'm not driving with you today because I don't want the frustration. What about me? Could I go driving with her? No. <laughs> no. 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 She needs yeah. a licensed driver. I am licensed. I'm uh, I'm currently on deferred adjudication. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know when my time expires on that. I've been, I've been kind of wondering about that. Uh, Hang on. I, I think I can figure this out. Chuck needs to be walked through it. In order to understand, just walk me yeah. through it. Yeah. All right, ready? No, you're. We're not wasting the audience's no. time with this. Uh, this from uh, senior advisor to the Morning Drive, washed up guy says, leaving this evening to make our way to Laramie. Oh, good. We'll be meeting up with my brother who played there in the '60s and my good friend who played there in the '70s. Should be interesting. Nice. Talk all sorts of trash. Yeah, to those absolutely. Uh, this from Scott in Houston. Ludwig Aberg had a great round today in the European Masters at the Golf Club Cranes. Sir Sierre in Switzerland, shooting a 664, is tied for fourth, one behind the leader. I uh, I think Mr. Aberg has a chance to make the Ryder Cup for the Europeans. Okay. Okay. Keep mm-hmm. keep an eye on that. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on that. Uh, somebody says wish.com, Jamie. I don't know what that means. I'm afraid to click on oh, yeah. it. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Maybe more than what you wished for. Or... You may be like, uh, maybe back in the day, but I uh, can't today, okay? Do that away from the company <laughs> Wi-Fi. I think we track that kind of stuff here. Wish.com is relatively safe. Is it? Yes. Okay. Relatively. <laughs> Much like anything else, users can change it, is that, but it's just a website where you can basically... So I can put in my wish? wish? Yeah. Like I wish Chuck would... Actually, or attempt to listen. Go away when we tell him how to use. Mm. Sorry about you. More like I, I wish I had headphones that I couldn't hear Chuck with, yeah. and you could look for them on there. <laughs> it's a shopping site. Okay. Well, that's the pot calling kettle black right there. Uh, JL, welcome to the frustration of all teachers. We have to repeat ourselves all the time, all the time. That from Juan. This has been the Morning Drive podcast. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.